Welcome to the future of NFTs, brought to you by Adlunum, the first engaged to earn proof of attention IDO launchpad. Hosted by co-founder Natya Vester, we bring you exclusive insights on NFTs, the revolutionary digital technology that's transforming the world as we know it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Can I please get your favorite emoji if you can hear me so I can do a sound check? All right, awesome. So, good day, Web3 Twitter. Before we get the show on the road, I'm going to allow some time for more folks to come into the room. In the meantime, if you have been wanting to get involved with Adlunum's non-fungible talent season one, great news. Over 150 entries and counting, the deadline has been extended. So get your entry in, all details available on the Adlunum Twitter. And then I also have a very special announcement because of what we are talking about today. We have a very, very cool topic that we'll be talking about, supporting NFT artists with our guest speaker who is the co-founder of Hedgy. We will also be raffling one OG Hedgy NFT during the show. So please stay tuned until the end of the hour when we will be selecting a winner. So with that, I think we've got a couple of people in the room. So I am going to kick off today's show. Hey, Web3 World, this is Natya Besse from Adlunum, and you are listening to The Future of NFTs, the show that looks beyond current NFT use cases and dives into what non-fungible token technology is evolving into. All this as seen through the eyes and built by the minds of the fascinating, absolutely fascinating guest speakers that we speak to each week. Adlunum is the only IDEO launchpad that rewards attention with allocation. Our engaged to earn platform features dynamic NFT investor profiles, NFT allocation fractionalization, and our one-of-a-kind proof-of-attention allocation mechanism. You can catch the future of NFTs live on Twitter Spaces every Tuesday, same time, and also subscribe to us on your favorite podcast streaming platform for any of the episodes that you have missed out on. Our sister show, Diving Into Crypto, is live at the same time every Thursday. So join us for both shows as we speak to thought leaders and change makers in this game-changing industry. Now, onto the topic for today. Coming into its own in 2020, NFT art has been all the rage. It's caught all of the media attention and it's captured people's imaginations with people selling NFT art for $69 million. And of course, as you can imagine, everyone has just been getting on the bandwagon. Amazing result from all of this is for artists all over the world, even those who had no idea what Web3 entailed, suddenly NFTs, and especially this cutting-edge Web3 technology of NFTs, became a household name, either because artists started making money from it and they got some serious recognition. Of course, for some artists, it was even the first time in their, li in their lives that they really got serious recognition or money or because it's enabled them to take their art to a whole new level and often a whole new audience as well. So I'm very excited to be talking today 
to Stas Zablinski, co-founder of Play to Earn NFT game Hedgy, and also co-founder at NFT Guard Studio, a Web3 creative agency that curates and organizes NFT galleries, supports NFT artists, and offers NFT consulting. So if you tuned in for the website a few weeks ago with Galen Hogg, co-founder at Toronto's NFT social club NFTO, you'll recall our conversation about the overall supportive nature of the local Canadian NFT scene. Today, Stas will be telling us what it involves to support NFT artists and the many creative ways in which this can be achieved, including via a project like Hedgy, which is the first NFT project out of Toronto, second in Canada, by exposing players to the diverse artwork of the NFT art that it uses in-game. Stas has been an entrepreneur for the past 25 years and has extensive experience in marketing, project management, director of operations. So stay tuned for insights into the future of NFTs from a highly seasoned professional. And as always, if you would like to ask Stas a question, either put in a speaker request at the end of the show or DM your question to the Adlunum Twitter handle at Adlunum Inc. And you can specify whether you'd like me to use your username. I default to keeping questions sent to us via DM Anonymous, but just let me know if you're happy for me to use your name. So, Stas, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome. I am freezing here in Europe. So I don't know how you are feeling up in Canada, but summer is definitely over and winter is coming. Good morning, Nadia. It's great to be here. Uh, yeah, we definitely, the summer is over. Um, and uh, it's not quite freezing, but it's definitely on the cold side. And Where are you based? I am in the Balkans. I just came from a weekend in the up in the mountains and it was just absolutely freezing but there were there was a fireplace and there was lots of wood so you know happy to have had a cozy weekend but at the same time now I'm back in the city and yeah I don't have the fireplace with me so I'm back to freezing again so <laughs> let's see what the winter's gonna hold yeah yeah so, well yeah so- I'm I'm very eager to get into today's topic, but I want to start with the backstory. How did life lead you here, the founder of two NFT-focused startups, doing amazing work with an entire community of NFT artists and enthusiasts? Uh, so back in 2017, I was like, um, I guess I heard about Bitcoin before that, but it took me a while to wrap my head around it, and I ignored it for a long time. And then once I started really diving into it, understanding what the technology is about and how it, it, it really is a better money and all that, like I started getting into it a little bit. But then when the um, actually it all it all uh, hit home with the Crypto Kitties. So Crypto Kitties uh, probably there, there have been other NFT projects before them, but they're probably the one that kind of like broke broke the the gates a little bit like they um there was a moment in in late fall 2017 when crypto kitties broke ethereum network there was too many transactions the network got clogged and it went down for a little bit and 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 a lot of people like who were close to those circles like following crypto and and uh this emerging technology like everyone knew about it and i also knew about it there were some like 
everyone was talking about it, how CryptoKitties broke the network. Like people grooming, like, grooming and, and trading cats on the blockchain. And that captured my attention. And once I learned like what that was about and the whole concept behind what NFTs were and what they represented, like it immediately hit home for me. Um, I've been in the digital space way before that, working as a digital project manager for advertising agencies. So I've like built tons of websites, Facebook applications and Twitter campaigns and all this kind of stuff. So like that, that was, I was native to that digital world. But then when I, when, when I understood what the NFTs represented, like the ownership of digital assets, I immediately hit home. And since then I was like, wow, this is amazing. Started getting more and more into it. And with my uh, co-founder, we started bouncing some ideas, and that's how Hedgy came about a little bit later on. Uh, awesome. I love this you know, idea that you touched on where in Web3, the surface layer always looks like a lot of fun and sometimes quite silly as well. And so there are many, let's call them serious adulting people in the world who look at something like breeding kittens on you know, the blockchain and go like, oh, that's so stupid, that's so dumb. But the magic of Web3 is the underlying technology. So we have these initial use cases and, you know, they might be a good idea. They might be quite silly, but really what they bring to the fore is all of the limitless possibilities and potential that this technology has. Now, I am curious, you are approaching NFTs from two, I think, very different angles. One, a product-led approach where... Artist-created NFTs are leveraged as a resource in a play-to-earn game. And the other, a very targeted focus on supporting founders and artists to leverage NFTs in the startups and in the collections that they would like to bring to life. So tell us more about what your world looks like on a day-to-day basis, working with Hedgy, working with NFT Guard Studio. How do you kind of consolidate all of this with the work that you are doing? Yeah, so I I've always con- like enjoyed working on different projects. That's just my personality. I like working on different things. So it's it's like this uh, eternal uh, kind of like division of people in the digital world. Like we had in in ad agencies uh, world, they say like you either on the client side or the agency side. And the client side means you work you you work for like a big brand or whatever, and you always work on that one brand right and that's the big uh definition of of being on the client side and on the agency side you work on different clients at the same time so i was always always on the agency side the dark side and uh and so because i love working on different projects and for me like when we we in 2017 post crypto kitties we we uh bounced the ideas around hedgy idea came about we, we worked on the project we built this uh, play to earn game um, and we've gone through like a crypto winter uh, in just, like late 2018, 2019. It was like the a bear market, a big bear market back then. A lot of projects died died down, and we actually were were thinking of shutting down Hedgy because like you know we ran out of money. The um, influx of 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 uh, players like stopped. But we had a really like loyal and, and community of people like playing, so we we kept going, 
And as you know, markets are cyclical. So then the NFTs broke the floodgate of mainstream in 2021. And we picked up the Hedgy project again. So now we're working on bringing it back and and um, finally completing the collection, which was never completed back then. But then at some point after that happened in 2021, I was also thinking, like, how do I um, create? Like, I've, I've always been interested in in the art so when when um super rare i guess was the first one that started in 2018 um as a platform for artists to create and sell their art as nfts i was like one of the very early users there and i've collected a bunch of art um and like i've always been interested in art so it's kind of like always on the back of my mind and of course in in hedgy we We've integrated the art aspect of like the one of the key utilities of our coin um, is to collect art, right? Like you can make coin in the game and then you can spend it on buying NFT art in the marketplace. So that was always my interest, like uh, learning about art, appreciating art and, and collecting art and helping artists. And so I was like bouncing the uh, ideas in my head, like how to kind of create a, a business around that. And that's how Gold Studio came about as a way of curating and putting on NFT galleries. So we, we actually put, which I believe was the first NFT gallery uh, exhibit in Toronto in November uh, last year, 2021. And that, and that was a big experiment. I was I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if anyone is going to show up and be interested. And and so, like, went on the limb uh, with, uh, with a, a friend of mine, Pedro, who later uh, co-founded the, another NFT project out of Toronto. But we, we, we put on that exhibit. And actually, it had pretty big success. People loved it. A lot of people came about. A lot of, like, we, we found out that there is actually uh, quite a few NFT builders, uh, enthusiasts, artists in Toronto whom we didn't know. So this this was a, a vehicle to like discover all these people, for them to come together and meet each other, but also to attract a lot of new people. Like even it, it was a really good location where there is a lot of traffic. So there was a lot of people just coming in out of curiosity, passing by and it's like, oh, what is this? Like all the screens on the wall showing this weird like monkey images and <laughs> And, and like animated art. So people were coming in and like asking questions. So it was pretty good success. And and uh, since then I knew like, okay, there is interest for that. So we started doing it on a more kind of operational basis. Uh, it, you know, what really comes to the fore for me is I also have a background in marketing. I used to own a marketing agency. so. I love this idea of, you know, being on client side versus on agency side and all the freedom and the flexibility that you have to work on different projects and, you know, really just get your creative juices flowing. Because I think in Web3, this is exactly the freedom that and the, the sandbox freedom that so many of us have, where you are not only limited to working on one specific thing, but you can really let your mind go and end up building projects that are complementary. <laughs> But at the same time, really just, you know, highlights different aspects of what you are interested in, different visions that you have and different aspects of the industry as well. Um, 
but absolutely love the concept behind Hedgy and how you have married a game, a play-to-earn game, with people's passion for collecting art. Because I think this is something that, you know, we have such a huge focus in the NFT industry on artists creating art, putting it, you know, onto the blockchain. But I feel like there's not as much focus on getting people, helping people to collect art. Um, so I really, really love this approach that you have taken with Hedges. I think it's an extremely interesting way in which to support artists that really is not, you know, the kind of linear approach that you would imagine. Like for sure, if you are going to be into NFT art, you should do something that's 100% NFT art focused. And what you guys have done with the play to earn game is, you know, just really coming at it from a completely different angle. So I want to know what is unique about your approach to NFTs, whether this is working with NFTs, creating NFTs, thinking about NFTs, but how do you how do you approach NFTs differently than other people in the industry? So I think the one point is, as you mentioned, with the hedgy game, like we always knew that people who are uh, interested in play to earn games, that a lot of them are also art collectors or they appreciate art. And so we we wanted to deliberately like married these two things and uh, created a marketplace where you can spend the Curio coin which you make in the game on art. So we saw this as a win-win for everyone. So like we bring um, new collectors to artists, right? So artists expand their collector base. Uh, people get introduced to new arts and they, and they use the the coin they made in the game so they don't need to like necessarily spend a lot of money like on really really cool art and because of our connections uh, and our network of artists we are able to uh to always keep like discovering and bringing new amazing artists to our uh, platform and to to our players so that's that's been our approach like it I, i can't say it was like that from the very beginning in the in the beginning we were more like Okay, uh, trying to make different, like, even at, at first we, we were even thinking, like, to have this coin be accepted by the vendors at at uh, even physical stores, like, in Toronto, we tried to sign, like, a few places, and, you know, that quickly failed because it's totally not scalable, um, and, like, it was so hard to, like, even explain to people what the, the, co- the coin, the cryptocurrency is and why they should care and all that. So then it was a slow, gradual process, but it it it, uh, it finally came to this, um, to 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 seeing that the art is the best, um, the best uh, way to to create utility for this coin, um, because it just merits my passions for for the game itself and then for for artists and and NFT art. So that's one thing. And then with the Gold Studio. Um, it's it's similar it's similar um, purpose. It's it's helping artists to be discovered and helping people to understand and appreciate the technology behind the art. Right, like you were saying from the beginning, the surface level is you know monkeys, monkey JPEGs and whatever, what have you. But but really at the heart of it is this amazing technology that allows artists direct relationship with their collectors 
it takes out kind of the middleman for the most part and and also it creates this amazing royalty system where artists um, earn royalties from perpetually from the resale of their their artworks if, if they're if their value in the market grows, artists are direct beneficiaries of that, where, which was absolutely not possible before in the traditional art markets. So because of that, like it's, we, we focus on um, helping young and up-and-coming artists to um, enter the NFT space in the meaningful ways. Um, we, we, and we put on the art exhibits and and actually now, like in Toronto, when people saw what we were doing, they even people who organized their own events started inviting us to add the NFT art component to their events. So that that's just a, a really good um, sign from the market that it's it's now like like people are are interested in this, people are curious, and even though we don't like really make sales, like we we put on these exhibits. You know, sales don't necessarily happen. A lot of people don't go there and like, oh, I'm I'm gonna buy this this art. But they do. They do scan the QR codes. They do get interested, and they probably follow the artist. And it it just adds. It builds this energy. It builds this momentum. It creates more exposure. Uh, so both for artists and also it introduces people. So like, I guess I don't know if it's different from anyone or not. But that's what we're doing and. And we love it, and and like it feels right, you know. That is beautiful. If it feels right, and if it's something that you're passionate about, I think this is something that I always reflect on in Web three is, you know, this idea that you are able to really marry the things that you care about, whatever they happen to be, because this is still this blank canvas where you can paint anything that you want to create on top of it. And this is why this diversity in Web3 is so enriching and so just delicious because there's so many different people with different approaches, different passions, different interests, and the creativity. And yeah, I mean, just the the innovation that comes out of people going, you know what, I like this and I like this. So what happens if I put this together? It's really, really cool. But I, I love what you said about you know, supporting artists in this way and it building energy, momentum, you know, creating exposure, really helping them to enter the space in a meaningful way. Because if we think about artists all throughout history, as much as it's something that someone does because it's their passion, they really want to express themselves in this visual way that is meaningful to them. And this is the way they want to show up in the world. But it's always been this space where, I mean, we have these cliches of the starving artist and you can do anything you want, says your parents, but don't become an artist because you want to end up on the street. So we <laughs> clearly have this, you know, this his history in terms of art where artists were always at a disadvantage and they always had to choose between passion and, of course, the economy. So yeah. I wonder now that NFTs are really have changed the game in terms of NFT art, but... I believe that it's also going to have a wider influence on just the way that artists are seen and approached. Why is it so important to support NFT artists, especially at this early stage in the game? Yeah, and and I think that's that's because, like you said, like NFT enabled a lot of artists to finally 
kind of live their dream because now that not only they can enjoy their passion of creating art, but they can also be rewarded for it actually. Right. And for me, it's like the most inspirational thing is seeing an artist whom I followed, let's say for a few months or, or a year or sometime. And I've seen a couple of these stories, like an artist tweeting, like today, finally I pulled the trigger and I quit my nine to five job and I became a full-time artist thanks to NFTs. And so it's always amazing to see these real stories that that uh, that that art like enable artists to to have the dream life so and and it's the nft technology that makes it uh makes it possible because of this system where the artist controls the royalty right and and like if they they keep investing and they keep building they they keep uh, mastering and improving their craft and they keep growing as an artist, they're a direct beneficiary of that process because of every resale that happens. And we know from, from history of art, like uh, how art always grows in value. It's one of the, one of, probably one of the best investment uh, vehicles. I mean, of course, it's quite risky because you, you don't know which, which art will grow or not. But like if it does, then it's fantastic. And, 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 but before who benefited from this is collectors right and the art houses and the the dealers and artists didn't get anything from the resale right like and from the sometimes enormously enormously like higher values that the, their pieces get resale, resold but now with the blockchain it's not the case i mean obviously collectors benefit as well and so they should uh but uh artists always benefits from getting the royalties and that's a fantastic system that in itself is is like absolutely groundbreaking and revolutionary thing that nfts brought to to the to our lives and to the lives of artists and to the humanity and that's fantastic so um i forgot what the question was but <laughs> but I think, no, I think i think you answered it perfectly you know i i was thinking about this when you were speaking the incredible thing about this is it's not only because you were saying earlier that a lot of the exhibitions are not necessarily focused on sales but they are these other really important you know aspects that are being drawn attention to and i was thinking about the fact that what has happened because of nfts is we have a scalable interest in art that didn't exist before i mean i know from you know many artist friends that i have and i've had over the years where it really became this niche thing where you had to, I don't know, be a certain kind of person at a certain economic level before you even were at all interested in art. And I think now because of NFTs, the conversation has just broadened so much. People are appreciating art again in a way that wasn't happening before. Yes. Well, right. So what I find incredibly poetic, and I think this is something that you touched on earlier in terms of, you know, it's the art on the one hand and then it's technology on the other. Because if you think about education, you have, you know, the STEM in education. What is it? Science, technology, engineering and math, I think. And there's been this push where, OK, we are going to go away from the arts because there's no money and no future in it. And we are just going to focus on these subjects because this is where money is. This is where success is. And the really, really cool thing about NFTs is it brings together art and technology. And so instead of this binary choice where you have to say, well, I'm either going into this direction or I'm going into the other direction, as an artist, I can now choose both. 
So I think this is what's really, really exciting about this. And I mean, as you say, these success stories of just hearing that someone is for the first time in their life able to A, make money out of their art or B, even quit their job and you know focus on being an artist full time. It is really an incredible time for art, but mostly I think because the conversation is now on everyone's lips, whereas before you had to be part of this sort of clicky art community before art was at all important to you. Um, yes. So yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I, I absolutely relate to that because that's that's my own experience. Like you said, I've lo- I loved art as as far as I remember myself. Like I have particular uh, fondness for modern art. I love conceptual art. I love modern art and. I've like always went to museums like everywhere I travel. I always find the contemporary art or modern art museum that they have. And I go there and like always appreciate the art. But before it was not accessible. Like it, it was elite, right? Like you couldn't afford any of those pieces that museums curate and like all this gated community of 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 the art cliques, as you say. And, but with NFTs, like it's, both on the side of artists as we just discussed but also on the side of like people being able to appreciate and collect art and support artists like it democratized the space entirely on both sides which and for me like first time i was able to afford and to collect art was after the nfts happened and when i saw the like the kind of talent that it brought in it's like it's amazing right it now it's it's it, it, it it's even like probably superseding and definitely competing with all the traditional art channels. So the impact of that is, is absolutely enormous. I mean, the cool thing about this is these gated communities, as you say, these traditional art spaces, I mean, they are now coming into NFTs. So it's really poetic justice in a sense where before as an artist, you had to fight your way and claw your way to the top, but really without any hope because it was so much about who you know and what community you're plugged into. And now with NFTs, I mean, you could be anywhere. You could be in the middle of nowhere and still end up making a name for yourself and without knowing anyone. So that's really, really cool. But I wonder, we've been seeing this mighty rise and yeah, some people have been calling it a spectacular fall as well of NFT art over the last year. So what do you think is the future of NFT art? Yeah. So, yes, I mean, we, we've seen it. Like, for me, this is not the first time. I guess a lot of people, like, experience it the first time, and it's quite dramatic. I've been around since 2017, and, like, we've we've lived through another crypto winter, like 2019 and, and big parts of 2020. And so I, I kind of, like, on the second round, it's – kind of expected and and feels a little bit less dramatic because the markets are cyclical and we know this from the stock markets and and uh, and and it's really like of course when you are in the midst of it as an investor or as an artist who all of a sudden like used to make big sales and all of a sudden like it it stopped or like really really slowed down like it, it makes a big impact on on individuals uh, but that's just part of life. Like the markets are cyclical, and I think, and I think the the key point is that NFT technology, amazing as it is, like it's not magic in the way, in the sense that it can, like, allow everyone to all of a sudden like um, be successful or make 
tons of money consistently or anything of the sort. It's it's just a better way of doing um, business, of doing art, right? Like it's a better way for artists to distribute their art and for collectors to collect art and support artists and to have this direct relationship. But it's it's just that. It's just the technology that uh, let, enables all of this, right? But, but the value of art and the value of like any um, kind of projects the if we're talking about art it's it's the value of art it, it has to be like realized by itself right it's I just mean that NFT just enables it but within it, it it's like any other technology like businesses will compete and some will will rise faster than others and some will fail all of that is normal so so it's it's just a better way of 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 organizing all that art uh, space and art industry, but within it, like all the same human, uh, uh, like for, human uh, formats apply. Where you know you you need to find your own audience. You need to like continuously deliver value to them, and because if you don't, then you you know you, pe- why why should people care? Like why why should you be successful? Right? It's not magic. It's just a better way of doing things. So I think for me the future is is now we're we're kind of like been through the wild west phase of the NFT, and now we're entering into more. The space is maturing, right? We're seeing, we're we're seeing like things are being shaken up, and all the like, there's lots and lots of like crap projects and like money grabs and rug pulls and all this kind of stuff. Like obviously, which is a part of unfortunately like the wild west the new industry creation uh, phase of any industry. So we've, we've kind of like thankfully um, been through that and, and coming out on the other end with better, more refined, more kind of, um, I guess, value-driven um, focus now, right? So so that's how I see the NFT space evolving. Like it's just the things that are valuable, the artists that are like really authentic amazing and and uh, like rising to the top and it's it's just normalizing that way yeah i really absolutely love this point you make that nfts as amazing as as it is as a technology and as a new vehicle of distribution of art and utility and business use cases at the end it isn't magic and there is in fact unfortunately sadly no magic wand or magic pull for anything, you know, the same as you say, rules apply. Maybe in a new industry, things are different. It might even be easier. But at the end of the day, there's nothing that's going to, you know, swipe this wand and then everything is magically going to be the happy ever after. So I think this is a really important point you touched on because as you said, you know, market, markets are cyclical and we've seen this. I've also, you know, I've been in the industry for years, so I've also seen this up and down, up and down. And yes, it is very scary for people who are new to the industry, especially if you have money, if you have skin in the game, whether as a project or whether as an investor or as an artist. But the point really is that with every downturn of the market, the next phase is more value driven than before. I mean, if I think about the 2017 craze, the ICO craze, it was stupendously easy for anyone to make money. 
you had to put up a website and your white paper could have had two pages and the next day you had five million in the bank. And this was great for projects who came in, you know, hit and run. But unfortunately, that was not contributing to the sustainability of the space. And so really what we are seeing is with each new market phase, you know, what goes down will go up, but it will go up in a way that for sure is, as you say, more refined, more values driven, not as much of a quick money grab as the previous phase. So I'm wondering if we zoom out to this broader NFT landscape beyond NFT art, what do you see as the future of NFTs and how do you think it's going to evolve from what we are seeing at the moment and we have been seeing since, you know, crypto twi- uh, crypto kitties in 2017? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. So it's, 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 um, it feels like the industry is maturing and it's coming out of this hype wild west phase and into more kind of sustainable value creation phase where the project that deliver value will rise to the top and like will be built in a sustainable way as long lasting businesses or or uh, i guess in the case of artists like the artists that have authentic honest artists that 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 put on the work and like grow their communities and create this meaningful relationships with their uh, communities or like grows and as artists but and and so from that perspective outside of art definitely um I, I think there is like good and bright future for the nfts and we we are starting to see some of the other use cases and applications like uh, beyond art and beyond like in-game assets obviously like the gaming industry is another uh, top level uh, obvious use case for nfts where you truly like own the digital assets the achievements in in the game whatever game you like to play like you you don't rely on the centralized um the game owners like that can take that away from you, but you you put the effort and your own investment and and you own this thing. So that's another obvious use case. And then we've seen some music uh, getting onto blockchain and and, uh, musicians releasing their songs or albums directly through NFTs. Again, like without relying on record labels, which is another like gated um, way, the gatekeepers of... Of, of creativity but building direct relationships with their audience and um selling their songs as nfts or whatever way they they, they build like that meaningful relationship with their you know with their followers right and then another so so like and this is all like early stages and like people experimenting a lot um oh, another like big aspect is membership where NFTs represent some kind of club membership with like um, ongoing benefits. Like we've seen that with, for example, Bored Apes Yacht Club, which started as monkey as a collection of monkey JPEGs, but but then evolved into this real like value-driven um, club membership where they keep delivering new values to their community uh, members. And they keep innovating and they keep building. So that that's another big one. And and then another one we've seen is fashion. So like fashion brands jumping into space and 
experimenting and innovating like Adidas last year uh, released that this NFTs which they attach to physical merchandise. Like if you own the NFT, you can claim, I believe it was like four items of four, four different like physical clothing items over the year. And then like you, you claim it, you burn the NFT. So, so you burn that phase one, what they started calling phase one NFT and you burn that, but you get a phase two NFT, which now has some kind of utility next year or something like that. And now we're seeing like Dolce and Gabbana just recently launched uh, something similar where they have like the collection of this um, uh, digital assets, NFTs, which each, each one representing a certain closing item that you can claim. So like this is early, early days. And of course, naturally there is a lot of experimentation going on, like, and all kinds of uh, industries and brands are like entering the space and trying to figure out how to play this game. Um, the other one is real estate. Like for me, for me, real estate actually is a very interesting, interesting case because there's just so much bureaucracy and old world kind of like um, unnecessary. Well, I don't know, like it's seemingly unnecessary, like uh, structures in, in place. And, uh, and that is ripe for disruption. And we already started, started seeing the first attempts to, innovate in the space like the, some i believe in the us somewhere like someone sold uh did for the real estate property on on blockchain but it's again obviously there's just like such such an industry with humongous legal um requirements and constraints is is not easy to disrupt and to make right but it is definitely i think open for disruption and asking for it like if if someone figures out how to make this like really really well on blockchain that's a no-brainer because like why create obstacles for people trading like whatever it is whatever assets it is right and like let's say houses it's such a it's it's such a like difficult market currently but if we can make it easier and and somehow create trading like create liquidity and like easy processes on chain that I, I think that that will be a focus probably for a lot of innovation. And then other industries like that, like if there's any physical assets that can be represented on the blockchain, we'll, we'll probably start seeing more and more of that. So on the top level, those are the ways I see the space developing in the near future. And of course, like there's probably, as always, a lot of things that it's hard to even think of and the future always holds surprises (laughs) and i'm curious myself to see where where we go from here yeah 100 percent on this idea that there are some industries that for sure are not as easy to disrupt i mean these dinosaur industries that have really held power for so long that we don't even question the way that things are done And it is for sure going to take time, especially for something like NFTs, where we move in stages, we move in phases. And, you know, it's this process of gradual unfolding before different industries are affected by it. But for sure, a very, very exciting 
space and a very exciting time to be alive and to be involved. Now, I'm wondering in terms of this, let's say, mass adoption of NFTs, whatever that might mean. I mean, it means different things to different people. But what do you think is hindering progress towards, you know, a future where more people are using NFTs on a daily basis for many different use cases in different industries? Yeah, well, I think for one, it's still difficult for, so to say, uninitiated person to really enter the space in in um, ju- just in terms of like creating a wallet has become enormously easier so that's good so now like you can go online and like with a couple of clicks you can create a metamask wallet or tezos wallet or solana wallet so that that part is is easy but then getting the money exchanged is not so easy and like especially now with a lot of regulatory um, institutions in different countries like kicking in and creating hurdles for people like in Canada we 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 have all kinds of regulations you with limits and this and that and they like you have to do KYC and and like that stuff is not easy still but I don't know if there is a way around that because obviously the governments and the financial um, power structures know that this is like they don't want to lose control so this it's unfortunately like part of the environment that we live in and um so but that's hard right like i met uh someone through our exhibitions and our our nft galleries i met and like this this girl saw an artist and and then like later we met serendipitously somewhere else and she was saying like oh I, i know this artist uh joshua like his pop wonderland collection and i really love that art and i i just couldn't figure out how to buy it right and like wow okay um so it's and you know obviously like we can help her and we can like sit sit for a few minutes and like go through the steps and and but it's not easy so so i think that's that's a big one um and then you know, it, and then the other thing is just takes time to for mass adoption. Like it's people start seeing it, people start hearing about it, they they get curious, and then like you need to build up enough motivation for you to actually jump through all these hoops to really get into this game. And and I think the that that scale has not tipped over where it it, became, it becomes like truly mass adoption. We're still building towards that. And it's and again for me it's it's a normal process. That's just how any new um, industry, new technology works, right? So, we're, so, so that's fine. How long it's going to take? Hopefully, it's faster because the rate of progress is accelerating with everything, and 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 we've seen like dramatic increases of adoption with NFTs and over the last even like a year, right? Since uh, since 2021, when it really like broke the floodgates of, of mainstream so um yeah those those are like the normal kind of the normal uh, progress of adopting new technology it, it takes time and then some hurdles like for me like the biggest one being on the regulatory and the the kind of bureaucracy like authoritative structure side where it's not easy for uninitiated people to get through yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to the time where 
getting into the space is as easy as opening your browser and, you know, connecting to Facebook, uh, because for sure this is needed for people who don't have the technical background and the capacity or the willingness even to, as you say, jump through all of these hoops to be able to do or perform, you know, what could be a really simple transaction, but because of the way that Web3 is still structured, it's not as simple or as easy. So yeah. I'm going to... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the time. Unfortunately, there's always only one hour. I absolutely hate this because there's just <laughs> yeah, so many amazing insights and I could talk for hours and for sure listen for hours. Um, but I'm going to ask you one last question before I open it up to the audience. I just, audience, quickly want to draw your attention. Hedgy is going to be raffling an NFT. So please make sure the announcement is pinned on the screen. So please make sure that you follow the steps that are required. And yeah, let's see who is going to be the lucky winner of an NFT today. So Stas, what is your philosophy about Web3 changing lives? Um, I mean, I've been a believer since the early days. So I, I, I think um, Web3 philosophy on balance, Web3 on balance is a great um, evolutionary leap for humanity and and it, it comes of course with its own like dangers and 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 um, cautions and this is actually one other thing I wanted to mention in the previous context of what are the hurdles it's like you know because in web 3 you are the, the sovereign uh, custodian of your own funds and that comes with with costs right like it's so important and critical to understand how things work so you you protect yourself from scams and unfortunately like ev every area in life like web3 has been ripe with lots of scams and lots of like people trying to take advantage so that's just another hurdle like education it really is important like people take responsibility for their own um their own situation their own wallets and their own seed phrases and so on like it that's not easy that's that's a shift in in um in in philosophy in your own head like in your approach and like i mean i've been wrecked i know like a lot of people in the space have been wrecked it it hurts and it's it's unfortunate and un but it unfortunately that's part of life in web3 but even with that even with all of that um and and I think there's some improvements to be made on on the technology side to make it much harder for scammers and easier for normal people. There, there's all of that, and we we are in the early days and we are learning, and everyone is innovating and improving. But my philosophy about Web three is that it's definitely changing our lives for the better. It it make it makes us more responsible and 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 more sovereign in, as individuals, and it creates more sustainable like. Um, direct direct uh, relationship communities between creators and uh, their fans their followers and it forges like all these different interesting relationships and collaborations like i think it's 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 great it just it just needs it, it just requires us to be a little bit more irresponsible to to take a little bit more control and responsibility for our own uh, finances for our own like lives passions and so on so overall i think it's it's uh absolutely positive and the and i think um the future is certainly promising 
Yeah, lovely. You know, you hit the nail on the head. This paradigm shift that people need to make from the traditional, not just financial system, but all of the traditional systems where we have not been sovereign in terms of anything. If anything, we've just been the product. We've been nothing more than that. And it's like this illusion of control where, ooh, you can change your profile picture. See how in control you are? And now we are really learning how to take control of our own lives, of our finances, of the way that we show up online in a way that really is very, very different from the way that we've done things before. And as you say, unfortunately, there sometimes are some school fees involved where you make mistakes. Not everyone is out for everyone's best, you know, will out there. So you make those mistakes and you learn from them. So yes, education 100% is so incredibly important, which is why we are so honored to have Spaces like these where people can come and just listen to people in the industry and really learn from all of the insights that they've gained over the years that they've been here. So mm. I'm going to give the audience what they want because I see there's already a good number of questions coming into our inbox. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Stas, about the role and the future of NFTs and NFT art. And of course, how you are personally shaping this ongoing global narrative with Hedgy and with NFT Guard Studio. So audience, a reminder, if you haven't done so yet and you would still like to ask a question, go ahead and put in a speaker request or you can just send your question to the Adlunum Twitter handle. So let me see first one here. Uh, do you have a favorite chain to mint your NFTs? What makes it better than others? Well, Hedgy uh, runs on Ethereum. That's mostly just a function of Ethereum being there first in 2017, we didn't have much choice. Uh, I do still love Ethereum. I think the, they're they're making some some good progress with the recent merge and all of that. But I do personally, as an art collector, love uh, Tezos and the like. Starting with Hikat Nank um, last year, um, th there's been like and and. In an, an influx of amazing artists into Tezos with on Hikatnang previously and currently on Object, so I I'm a big fan of Tezos. Um, a little bit of Solana, a little bit less, but and but for me it comes down to like individual fit, like what what it what is your strategy, what 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 are your values, and what chain um, kind of like delivers better on that. Um, because there is like some nuances and, and differences between all of those chains, but I'm a personally a big fan of currently, um, as far as art goes, uh, Tezos, the object and the effects hash for the generative art. Next question, what tips do you have to sell my NFT art? Yeah, this is always a tough one because, you know, obviously, like, we want to sell our art, we want to sell our project. Um, you know, for me, it's like you be authentic, you put your best effort in, you know, sometimes, you know, like, it's 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 uh, probably uncomfortable for a lot of artists to sell themselves, but you need to kind of just, I, I think, like, view it not as selling, like, shilling and all that, like, but just... You know, letting people know, like, and be consistent, like, use Twitter, support other artists, put out your work and put your best foot forward. I don't know. I mean, there is no magic, but through consistency and effort, you will forge some interesting relationships, some opportunities will come along, like, 
it just takes work, consistency, and passion to keep doing it despite like all the difficulties. Well, and especially right now in the bear market, like it's doubly, doubly true and important to just, you know, being authentic, putting on your best effort and being consistent. Next question. Do you support only local artists or can I also apply to join your NFT exhibitions? I'm in Africa. Yeah, no, we, 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 we curate and uh, all kinds of different themes for each exhibit is different and quite more often than not, it's global and it's not local artists, even though our physical real life exhibits are obviously in Toronto where we're based, most of them. Um, we do we do um, invite global artists to participate. For example, right now, if you uh, look at the GOAT studio Twitter, we have call to artists to submit uh, their Halloween-themed artwork for our next gallery, which which uh, which which is about to start next week and it's going to last until the Halloween. So that's absolutely open to global artists. And most of what we do is is always global, but sometimes it's it's local. Most is, is global though, yes. Awesome, audience, so if you are an NFT artist, A, please enter at Lunam's non-fungible talent season one. We are waiting for you and B, get connected to NFT Goat Studio because it sounds like there are a lot of opportunities for you out there. So final question maybe, because I see the time is running out. Um, if I want to invest in NFT art, what should I check? Yeah, so again, this is very, very personal. It's for me, when I started, I, I always like, it's, it's follow my, my passion. What, what do I like? What speaks to me? Because in the end, this is art and art is very subjective. Some people like what, what, what is the masterpiece for some people will be total garbage for other people, right? And, and so... But as an investor, I guess if, if this, like I've always approached it as a art collector first. Like I, if, if I like something, I appreciate it. And I just want to have it, right? Like I, I want to, I, I really love this piece. This piece speaks personally to me uh, and I really want to buy it. And then whether or not it becomes, uh, it grows in value in the future, like it's secondary concern for me. It's always based on what I love and what speaks to me. And because of that, I obviously like missed out on a lot of great opportunities for investment just because the art didn't speak to me, but it became super, super famous. Uh, and then in terms of investments, I, I really like, it's really hard to say it's, I don't know. And I mean, for me, I've always followed my, my own intuition and my, not my own, like it's, 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 it's un, uh, scientific. honestly, it's, it's really like, you know, personal and, and intuitive. So, but I mean, you can, you can watch trends and you can like, I know like some people follow, like you can follow other investors as a strategy, but I personally don't do any of that. I, I just, I support the artists that I like and the art that speaks to me. And then if it becomes successful and amazing and grows in value later, that's an absolute bonus. Yeah, awesome. I think what I'm taking away from speaking to you today is just the importance of pursuing what you love, going out there, you know, not only having the single-minded goal of what is going to make me the most gains, but really just having fun along the way. Because if you are passionate about something like art, then 
this is an amazing ride uh, to be on. I mean, this is such an exciting time in the world. But unfortunately, yeah. speaking of time, uh, all things must eventually come to an end. And today's <laughs> episode is no different. So audience, just before we sign off, a reminder that Hedges is giving away an NFT, which will be raffled just after the space ends, which is going to be in a few seconds. So make sure that you are on in line with that and you've done everything that has is required. So Stas, thank you so, so much for sharing with us really on point thoughts on all things NFT and NFT art. Uh, audience, stay up to date with what Stas and his teams are doing over at Hedgy on Twitter at Hello Hedgy or visit the site Hedgy.io and also with Goat, NFT Goat Studio on Instagram at NFT underscore Goat. So Stas, is there anywhere else that you would also like to bring the audience's attention to or whether you would like to visit them or any exciting things? I know you said that you have an NFT exhibition coming up for Halloween. Where can where can people see this? Oh, that one is, uh, you mentioned NFT Goat on Instagram, which is true, but also on Twitter. I think it's nftgoat.art, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, but you will find it. Like if you follow Hello Hedgy, like it's all there as well. And yeah, so mostly Twitter and for uh, Goat Studio, like NFT underscore Goat on Instagram. And I, if I may, just like one last point on this investment question, like super, super important. No matter what anyone says is do your own research, of course, but also like be really careful with your money. Like don't spend the money you're not willing to lose. This is highly like if you approach this as investment, this is highly, highly want people to be safe and to play like you said very important just take it as fun play with it but play with the money that is not you don't depend on for your livelihood right yeah couldn't have said it better myself so play but play responsibly so with that unfortunately dearly beloved audience who invest your time into broadening your perspectives about the future of NFTs and all it entails on a weekly basis. It has been a pleasure as always to share this time with you. I am also going to be announcing the winner of today's raffle for an OG Hedgie NFT. This is Kimberly. So Kimberly, congratulations. The Hedgie team will be reaching out to you to be able to hand over this really cool new NFT that you are now the owner of. So, guys, catch you again next week for another episode of The Future of NFTs brought to you by Adlunum and Stas. Thank you so much. Looking forward to what you guys are doing and we'll be following along with you. Cheers, everyone. Nadia, it's absolute pleasure. All the best, everyone. Guys, have a good day. Speak soon. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to The Future of NFTs. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite streaming platform like Spotify or iTunes. Connect with Adlunum on Twitter at Adlunum Inc. or our website, adlunum.cc.